Welcome to Steeping Around, sponsored by the Maya Tea Company. I am your host, Manish Shah, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio, returning from her honeymoon, producer Terry Labaw. Thank you. I'm so glad to be back. I like the new last name. <laughs> it's going to take some getting used to. I, I keep I signing am... Clark like every time I have to sign for something. And I'm still struggling to just say it. So I, I it'll take me a little while if I okay. if I say Terry Clark for a yep. while. You're going to have to go, well, no, no, we're LeBaugh now. Today I'm going to start the process of the legal name change, though. So that'll that, be interesting. That'll be cool. See all the bureaucratic stuff that you had to go through. Did you have a nice honeymoon? It was great. It was really great. It was so nice to be up in the mountains, to be up out of the heat. Just to be away for a few days and yes. to rest. To rest and in the cool, cool pines. It was nice. Well, you've come back and I am leaving. I know. <laughs> and also leaving the heat, headed to Philadelphia. We have World Tea East. It's the sister show to the World Tea Expo in Las Vegas, but the smaller version on the East Coast. And this is the first one? This is the first one that yeah. they've done. So this time we're not going just as steeping around. We're also going as the Maya Tea Company. We are launching our new line of teas. We have... 15 new teas under the label of Vanaspati, and they are herbal teas, all organic, all with like medicinal properties, right. functional properties. Like they'll help you sleep, they'll help you with your digestion, mm -hmm. and they'll help with other things. So they're pretty specific. And yeah. they were very, very well designed, and they happen to be caffeine free. And so we are introducing them at World Tea East. But in an ironic twist of fate, that has nothing to do with our show today. <laughs> now, we're talking about tea and health, but we're actually going to talk about Camellia sinensis and Camellia sinensis asamica. That's what white, green, black, and oolong teas are from. Now, while herbal teas have lots of health benefits, and we've covered quite a few of them, we want to stick with real, true tea, Camellia sinensis and Camellia asamica. The reason we're doing this today is because I was asked to write two articles. They're appearing in September, so one's already up, and October of Fresh Cup Magazine, which is really the preeminent magazine for the coffee and tea industry. Fabulous magazine. I got to give a shout out to the owner of the magazine, Jan Weigel, who does a great job, and editor Chris Ron, my, my boy up there, who has been gracious enough to allow me to write these articles because I wouldn't have trusted me to write these articles, but they seem pretty <laughs> happy with them. But they like you. No, then it's a great, it's a good <laughs> magazine. And I appreciate the fact that they do like me, but that's a, it's a great magazine and they've done a great job. And I think the articles actually turned out really nicely. If you're interested, you can see the written versions at www.freshcup.com and you can actually peruse their magazine and read it there. As we're talking about tea and health, we've spent the last couple of shows talking about the history of tea and health. And last week we talked about antioxidants, EGCG. Do you remember what that stands for? No. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. Epigallocatechingallate, EGCG. That is a mouthful. If you listened to the show last week, it tells you everything you wanted to know about EGCG. Well, this week we're on to a topic that's probably more near and dear to your heart. In some cases, maybe literally near and dear to your heart. We're on to the xanthines. You might not know a couple of them, theobromine and theophylline, but you know one very well, caffeine. Caffeine is my friend. I know him very well. Caffeine seems to be the friend of everyone in the office. It is. <laughs> I am the one person in the office, even after 15 years of being in the tea business and actively cupping and doing all that, that's still sensitive to caffeine. I didn't know that about you. Actually. Yeah, I that's only drink maybe a cup or two of tea a day, and even that very gingerly. The rest of the office consumes as much caffeine as they can get. I'm pretty high strung already, so yeah. it's probably not necessary for me to have any more. Probably not. 
Well, as part of this series, I can talk ad nauseum about caffeine and xanthines, but I was lucky enough to interview Dr. Tarone Lodog. She is among America's preeminent herbalist, also a physician, and she sat down with me for about 30 minutes to have an interview about tea and health. And so we're going to be playing clips of what she had to say about tea and health in some of the upcoming shows. And today we're going to present to you what she had to say about xanthines caffeine and theophylline she's fascinating she's an amazing woman just in listening to the clip that we heard it's so cool to hear her talk yeah she's a great speaker and we are also going to reveal a tea myth one that i and you and most (laughs) of the tea world was totally wrong wrong about i i do not feel too happy about having to say that i've been saying certain words and apparently i was not correct so we're going to eat a little crow make a correction so we've got a busy busy show thankfully we have caffeine to keep us going We're going to talk with Johnny Lodog. We're going to present the myth. We're going to talk a little World Tea East, a little Fresh Cup magazine, and lots more. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hello, everyone. This is Nick coming at you from the Maya Tea Company. Although most of my work is limited to assisting the company at the local Tucson farmers markets, the benefits in working in and around the Maya Tea Company are many. When I first started to work here, it dawned on me that they had a huge supply of yerba mate, which just happens to be my favorite stimulating beverage. It felt as though I was right at home. When I used to do a lot of travel and keeping long hours playing in a band and going to college, yerba mate was my beverage of choice. I've been drinking yerba mate for years now and I appreciate that it doesn't make me quite as jittery as coffee. It has a host of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants, amino acids, the list goes on. Working for the Maya Tea Company in the Tucson Farmers Markets requires that you are on your A-game at all times. And for me, yerba mate is the perfect beverage to assist with that. So the next time you're in the market for purchasing some of the finest yerba mate, visit us at mayatea.com. And don't forget to enter the coupon code STEEP to receive 15% off. Thank you so much. We're back here at Steeping Around. I am your host, Minnie Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Happy to have producer Terry LeBaw back in studio producing the show. It was nice to do it alone for a few weeks, but it's much nicer to have somebody here to talk with while going on. <laughs> Since we're doing our show on tea and health, I was lucky enough to get an interview with Dr. Tarone Lodog. Now, if you've listened to the show for the past few months, you know I get to teach once a year with Dr. Lodog at the Arizona Center of Integrative Medicine. We teach tea and antioxidants and all the health benefits. It's a great, fun time. And she is among America's preeminent herbalists. She's also a medical doctor. She's a fabulous healer. And she was kind enough to donate 30 minutes of her time, letting me interview her about all the health benefits of tea. Now, it wasn't much of an interview. It was really more of just, hi, let's talk about tea and its health benefits. And then she just kind of took over, took over, which is fine with me. As we present some of the things about tea and health, you will find very little of me in those conversations. (laughs) But I don't think that will be a bad thing. Let's go ahead and listen to what she has to say about xanthines and tea. 
So when you're talking about methylxanthines, and that's really what we're talking about, right? Methyl methylxanthines, yes. caffeine, theophylline, theobromine, all of those are methylxanthines. And what you're really talking about there is pure chemistry, just chemical structure. So if we think of caffeine, most people know that it makes you more alert, makes you more awake. And caffeine isn't something bad. If you get too much caffeine, some people it makes them feel jittery or anxious. And certainly you can overdo it. You know, we, we think around 300 milligrams per day is the maximum that most people should partake of. And that if you get way beyond that, then people begin to have more palpitations and anxiousness and that. But caffeine can be used therapeutically. You can use it if you're going to have to stay up late and drive, or you can use it if you're starting to feel tired and you still have work to do. So caffeine makes you more mentally alert and mentally awake. And so you want to think about that and use it to your advantage. The other two that I mentioned, theophylline and then also theobromine, where there's only really traces of that in tea. It's primarily in chocolate. And theophylline is what's found in tea. These are actually metabolites, if you will, of caffeine. They're structurally related. They're very similar. And theophylline was extracted from tea, gosh, you know, I, I don't remember exactly when. In the late 1800s, there was a German chemist, and he extracted it from tea leaves. And it wasn't long after that that theophylline became a drug. And most physicians and nurses and certainly pharmacists know exactly what theophylline is because we used it as a medication for decades as a treatment for asthma and for what people call emphysema or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, COPD. And it's very structurally similar to caffeine. It's only found in trace amounts in tea a lot less than what we would use for asthma or COPD as a drug, so it doesn't cause all the side effects that you get when you use these as medications. But theophylline, even in the small amounts that you get from tea, if you're drinking enough tea, if you're drinking three, four, five cups a day, you will notice that it relaxes the bronchial muscles, so that's why it's good for asthma and respiratory conditions. Um, it increases blood flow to your kidneys. That's why it also acts somewhat as a diuretic. It has some anti-inflammatory effects, which are good for us. And it's also why, though, with caffeine and theophylline, if you get into really high doses, they can increase blood pressure and increase your heart rate. And that's not typically seen with tea because it's also got theanine in it, right? But that's theophylline. And, and it's interesting because it revolutionized our ability to treat asthma and to be able to treat severe emphysema, you know, 40, 50 years ago. I mean, these were our main drugs that we used. And now we've gotten other drugs that don't have as many side effects, but it was a gift of tea that brought us theophylline, which was a highly effective treatment for asthma and emphysema. Back at the turn of the century of the 1900s, it was a very powerful diuretic. So we used it in heart failure and things like this. So it was an interesting contribution, and a lot of people don't think of tea as having paved the way for some of the powerful medications and treatments that we have today, and that's from tea. She's an amazing speaker. 
She really is. She's fascinating. I just I want to hear more of her. I think everybody should hear more of her. I think she could be one of this country's great resources for health and well-being. She's tremendous. If you do want to know more about Dr. Lodog, you can always visit her website, www.drlodog.com. That's D-R-L-O-W-D-O-G.com. And you'll see, just look at the pictures. Boy, she is a powerful woman. She's interesting. Do you know if on her website she has like a specific part about tea? She doesn't have anything about tea. She has lots of uh, segments on her website about who she is and what she's done and her practice, as well as upcoming events that she's going to be speaking at and so, so forth. So the fact that we have her talking about tea is extra cool because you can't find it anywhere else. That's correct, yes. She's got some links to some of the articles that she's written, but she's mostly written up in medical publications. So to be able to actually have clips of her speaking is really pretty great. So yeah, I can't complain. When we come back, we are going to chew on one of the great tea myths of our time. And when I mean chew, I mean chew on a little crow because (laughs) I and much of the tea world participated in this myth unknowingly. Myself included. Indeed. So you want to stick around. We're going to talk a little bit more caffeine and talk a little bit more about this myth when we come back. So stay with us. We'll be right back here on Steeping Around. Hi, my name is Roxanne and I am with the Maya Tea Company. Now Manish and the guys know an awful lot about tea and they have put together some incredible blends. But let's face it, sometimes they still need a woman's touch. I have a special gift for aesthetics and have put the finishing touches on most of the tea blends that we make in-house. But I've also created my own blends from scratch. One of my own tea blends has become the number one seller for the Maya Tea Company, the Pomegranate Mojito Green Tea. Pomegranate Mojito mimics one of my favorite bar drinks with fresh green tea, peppermint, lime, and pomegranate. And don't worry, if you're missing that extra kick, this tea tastes incredible with an added ounce of tequila or rum. Don't be afraid to spice up your teas. That's what I do. You can find my Pomegranate Mojito tea as well as recipes and many tea cocktail ideas at www.mayatea.com. You can save 15% on any of your tea selection, particularly the pomegranate mojito. Our coupon code is STEEP. Cheers! Or as we say here in the Southwest, salute. Welcome back to Steeping Around. I am your host, Minnie Shaw, and we are talking all things tea. Joined in studio by giddy, over-caffeinated producer, Terry Clark. <laughs> Terry LeBaugh. Terry LeBaugh. Oh, correction. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, Keith. It's okay. My bad. My bad. Well, we get a lot of questions in regards to tea and health and tea and caffeine. And if you have any, if you have any tea-related questions or topics you'd like for us to cover on the show, please send them to our email address. The email address for the show is steep at myatea.com. That's S-T-E-E-P at myatea.com. If you're a fan of the show, fan us on Facebook. We have Facebook sites for both Steeping Around as well as the Maya Tea Company. If you want to look or buy some of the teas that we talk about on the show, you can find them on our website. That website is www.mayatea.com. That's M-A-Y-A-T-E-A.com. And I'm also proud to announce that our Steeping Around website is almost finished. 
Yes, www.steepingaround.com. That is so cool. It's really cool. Beautifully designed website. It's a little sparse at this moment, although I think in the next week or two, it's going to get filled up rapidly. Mm -hmm. All the podcasts, some videos that we're going to take at the World Tea East in Philadelphia that I'm headed to now, photos, blogs, other stuff, hopefully your photos of where you've been steeping around. It's going to be a great, great community as this website builds and develops. So I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes from here. Now, amongst the many tea questions that we get, a lot of them surround how much caffeine tea has as well as how somebody can decaffeinate their tea. Yes. And we get this question all the time at the farmer's market. And historically, not only myself, but many of my brother in the tea industry who have been here for a long time have used the following answer. The caffeine in tea happens to be quite water soluble. So if you simply steep your leaves for about a minute, about 80 to 90% of the caffeine will be removed. So if you simply tossed out that first steep, you would essentially have a brew that was more or less caffeine free if you reinfused those leaves. So basically what we were saying is dip those leaves in for a minute, toss out that tea, put in some fresh hot water, and now you've got tea that's about 90% caffeine free. Which is what I've always heard. Uh, That's what we've always heard. Well, guess what? That probably is not true, which is surprising because it has turned a lot of people kind of upside down on their ear. This was a big one. Now, what's ironic is this is from a study done in 1996, and I think it's unusual that now the data comes to light. Right. Like, nobody has talked about it. So I'm going to suggest that, okay, we've got one study that says this. It's a very thorough study, so Uh I'm going to say that it was done properly. But I would like to see more done to get this one clarified. So did the study say how much caffeine is actually removed if you do that? Yes. So it gets progressively more. So it gets to be like... Like in the first minute, like 10%, uh-huh. and by wow, five minutes, like 50%, and like 100% of the caffeine is removed in like 15 minutes. <laughs> and so all the flavor, too, I All bet. the flavor, right. So huh. it, what it's suggesting, and they tested all different types of tea, tea bag cuts, they tested loose leaf tea, they tested different varieties, and they tested all of them, the green, black, oolong, and white. They tested them all. And it just seems like, you know, in the first minute, you're only going to get about 10 or 12% being removed from the tea. Wow. And that it just gets progressively more until about 15 minutes when it's all removed. So all this talk that we've been saying about removing all the caffeine from tea in the first minute was probably not accurate. I don't know for a fact, but that's the direction that the research seems to be pointing at. Oops. Oops. (laughs) Now, hopefully nobody was harmed by our suggestions, and it doesn't seem to be because... The caffeine in tea, there isn't a lot of it, not as much as you may think. That's the other question people go, how much caffeine really is in tea? Well, to give you a perspective, a cup of black tea, eight ounces, is generally regarded to have about 50 milligrams of caffeine. So that's black tea, which has the most. Then oolong tea, which has 35 milligrams. Green tea, which has about 25 milligrams. And white tea, which has anywhere from 10 to 15 milligrams. And these are rough numbers. It can vary a lot depending upon how long you steep it. It can depend upon the season when it was picked. Is it two leaves in a bud? Where is it on the plant? Where is it from the planet? There's a lot of varying degrees. So like a black tea from Africa is very different than a black tea from China in terms of its caffeine content. So there's a lot of variation in the theme. But those are some rough numbers that most people follow in the industry. Now, what does that compare with with other beverages in your life? Well, a cup of black coffee is about 100 
100 milligrams. And soda is like 35 to 50. So like a can of Coke is about 35 milligrams of caffeine. And Mountain Dew, which is like designed to be overly stimulating, is about 50 milligrams. A can of Mountain Dew has about the same caffeine as a cup of black tea. But the big difference is the sugar. All that sugar. All the high fructose corn syrup. Good Lord. That gives you a rush like you cannot believe. Right. So there's a lot of other things that happen to be in sodas that give them some of the push that you might not otherwise get, say, in just tea. Tea also has something, though, that helps mitigate some of caffeine's effects. It's something called theanine. It's the groovy (laughs) component in tea. And that is what we're going to talk about next week. When I return from the World Tea Expo, we're going to speak about some of the things that I saw while I was there. And we're going to talk about this groovy theanine and hear what Dr. Lodog has to say because she's got a lot to say about it. It's a wonderful component of tea. So thank you very much, Terry, for joining me this week. It was awesome to be back. And thanks to all of you for listening. So we hope you'll join us next week. And until then, please remember, you can breathe easier and be more alert if you spend some time steeping around. See you next week. Thank you.